Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1-877-669-1292. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. It's an old chant. You've heard this chant tons of times over the years. But it is a very telling chant. Because from the river to the sea incorporates the entire state of Israel. Anyone who chants from the river to the sea is calling for the annihilation, the destruction of Israel, and the annihilation of the people of Israel. There's no question this is a chant for genocide. And it's interesting that nobody seems to care if you were on a university campus and you had a big protest and you called for the for the elimination of Muslims or the elimination, the annihilation, the the genocide of Muslims or of blacks or of transgenders or of gays, man, the whole world would go crazy. The world would be going nuts. But somehow it seems okay. Somehow it seems just fine to call for the genocide of the Jewish people. Somehow nobody seems to care. None of the peace activists, and I use that term very loosely, none of the human rights activists, and I use that term very loosely, seem to care that people are actively calling for the genocide of the Jewish people. No, no, it's interesting, and, and even more interesting is they're not even hiding their call anymore. You see, originally, when they called for genocide, when, when people wanted to kill the Jews, they, they usually sugarcoated it. So from the river to the sea, uh, they could argue it's not a call for genocide, it's just a call for the liberation of Palestine and, and the destruction of Israel, who usurped the land and whatever else, whatever the stupid arguments they have, which, are, which aren't true and stupid. And, and that's it. That's all it is. So, so don't, don't say it's a genocidal call. It's a call just to liberate the land that is Palestine that Israel is now occupying. So they could argue that. But it's hard to argue. It's really, really hard to argue when many of these riots, many of these protests, many of these, these presentations that are, that are being conducted now in, in, in support of Hamas, where the people are chanting, gas the Jews, kill the Jews, finish Hitler's job, where the people are where the people are are, are are advocating the actual genocide of the Jewish people. Now I would show you clips, and unfortunately, the platforms that I broadcast on don't let me show clips. If I do, they'll 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 ban me. Or it'll take this show off. They've done it twice already. I have two strikes already. We're trying to avoid the third one. But there are videos out there that are currently readily available of Arabs, protesters, pro-Hamas protesters, pro-genocide protesters, yelling that Islam is the only religion that has to go into every home. And that the Jews must be destroyed. In Sydney Opera House, just a couple of weeks ago, they were yelling, gas the Jews. 
in New York City, they were holding up swastikas at a Hamas rally. And then just last week, just, just a few days ago, the presidents of three Ivy League universities refused to say that the call to eliminate Jews, the call to, to kill Jews, to, to commit genocide against Jews, was against school policy. So apparently, if you are, if you are the, uh, the type of person who would get up and say that, uh, I don't believe in transgenderism, you would be banned from campus at Harvard University, at Penn State, and at, uh, and at uh, MIT. They would call you a bigot, a homophobe, a transphobe, or make up some other word about you, and they would ban you from campus. You would not be allowed to, to continue your studies at these universities. If you said that let's put blacks back in slavery or let's 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 commit a genocide against the black people, let's kill them all, let's kill all the Mexicans, you'd be banned from these universities. They would throw you out in an instant. But apparently it's okay at these three universities to be able to say, let's kill the Jews, let's commit a genocide against the Jewish people. That's okay. That depends on the context. Everything else, no way. You're gone out, gone just just eliminated from the university. But killing Jews depends on the context. And that seems to be the, the, the story of the Jewish people, the history of the Jewish people. It's that killing Jews depends on the, con on the context. And, and I understand it. As a Jewish person, I understand it. I actually get it because I understand Jewish history. So I get it. It depends on the context. I understand what they're saying. The context they're talking about is whether the Jews want to fight back or whether the Jews want to lay down and die. This is the context they're talking about. So we, we will advocate genocide against the Jewish people. We'll allow advocation of genocide on our university campuses. If the Jews just want to sit back and die, we're fine with that. But if the Jews want to fight back and the Jews want to argue and the Jews want to, want to say, no, <laughs> you may want to kill us, we don't want to die. Oh, that's the context. Now... If the Jews stand up and defend themselves, well, then the Jews are the haters. Why can't you just lie down and die, Jew? When the Jews get up and defend themselves, then the Jews are the enemy. Hamas started a war with Israel on October 7th. They walked in, they killed 1,300 people in the most brutal fashion you could possibly imagine. Unbelievable brutality. Immediately after this brutal attack, which was live-streamed by Hamas, using their GoPros, live-streamed. They live-streamed their genocidal attack on the Jewish people. They recorded it themselves. After they finished recording it, after the genocidal attack, the deniers came out immediately. Oh, the Jews are making this up. Ah, it was a Jewish, it was an Israeli helicopter that killed the Israelis. Oh, the Israelis, it was an inside job. Oh, I heard them all. Really heard them all. At the end of the day, it was Hamas terrorists that came from Gaza and murdered 1,300 Jews and took hundreds of hostages. At the end of the day, that's what happened. Men, women, children didn't care. They raped women, shot them in the face. Raped men, shot them in the genitalia. Beheaded babies, it's all good. Nobody seemed to care. Journalists went and watched 45 minutes of unfiltered footage of, of these attacks. Watched as innocent men, women, and children died in their beds, died in their kitchens, got brutalized, watched the brutality, 
And all of the journalists that watched this came out crying. They came out saying they couldn't believe that humanity has dropped to a point where people could do this to each other. And yet there are still people denying that it happened. Still people saying that Israel is the bad guy. Israel's committing genocide, not the Arabs. Israel's committing genocide against the Palestinian people, against the Gazans. Look at Israel, the genocidal attack on, on Gaza. Genocide, genocide, genocide. It's all we hear. It's genocide. Proportionality. I want to talk about proportionality because we don't talk about proportionality enough. Proportionality in the eyes of, uh, of the haters, in the eyes of the people who, uh, who want to see the destruction of the state of Israel, proportionality is, once again, Hamas comes in and attacks Israel in a genocidal attack like they did, kills 1,300 people, rapes men, women, and children, beheads babies, murders everybody, takes, takes hostages, Civilian hostages launches thousands of missiles into civilian populations, committing war crime after war crime after war crime after war crime. Proportionality is that Israel should say thank you and just leave it at that. That's the proportionality in the minds of the Israel haters. Proportionality. What does it mean? How could you have proportionality? What, what is proportional? Israel must get rid of the terrorist threat that lives next door to them. They should have done this 20 years ago. They should have done this at least 16, 17 years ago when bombs started falling into, when rocket bombs started falling into the southern towns, the southern towns that were decimated by Hamas on October 7th. Those towns have lived through hell for the last 17 years with rockets falling on their heads on a daily basis. Nobody seemed to care about that. Nobody seemed to care about the war crimes uh, of bombs falling into a civilian population. Nobody cares about that. In fact, Nobody cares about it so much that nobody's even mentioned it. That for 17 years, Hamas has been launching bombs into these towns. People in these towns have lived. You have children who grew up not knowing anything but the inside of a bomb shelter. Where, where's the where, where's UNRWA? Where, where are the, uh, where, where's the UN and the Red Cross caring about those children? It's, 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 it's really unbelievable. It's really unbelievable how the world has turned on Israel in a split second. Israel is the victim. Israel is the victim. The victim is now trying to ensure that they're not victimized again. And the world has somehow twisted Hamas's propaganda machine. Has somehow twisted around that Israel's now the aggressor, that Israel is, is, is the bad guy. I, I watch... A lot of media from around the world, and I, I, I see, I see the journalists from around the world and the talk show hosts from around the world who were on Israel's side after they viewed the 45-minute footage of Hamas decimating, uh, massacring, and, and uh, worse than the Nazis, the people of southern Israel. I see them now saying, well, you know, I have, I have two thoughts on this. A lot of Palestinian babies are dying in Gaza. Well, wait a second. Why are they dying? And who, how do we know how many are dying anyway? We have to trust Hamas? Hamas's count? The, the, genocidal, the genocidal organization that committed the October 7th massacre is now dictating the narrative about what's happening in Gaza. Think about that for a second. The genocidal organization that has vowed to kill Jews anywhere in the world is now complaining that they're losing the war is now complaining that there are civilian casualties even though they're hiding amongst the civilians. How, how does that work? 
and the media is quoting them as if they're uh, authoritative, as if they're somehow a, a, a reliable uh, media source. How does that work? Why, why would we accept that? Why would anyone accept those numbers? Look, in war, there are casualties, uh, civilian casualties for sure. This is how war works. Unfortunately, there's collateral damage. Uh, Israel tries to minimize the collateral damage by warning people to, to escape, to run away, to leave. They, they actually warn their enemies before they attack them and tell the people, the innocent people living there, to move. The people holding them back from moving was Hamas, who was shooting them as they were leaving. They were shooting their own civilians as they were leaving. Israel had to send tanks in to enforce a humanitarian corridor so people could escape the bombing areas. Imagine, these are the people of Hamas, the people who elected Hamas into power, the people who live in Gaza. And they had to rely on the Israelis who are trying to uproot their government and get rid of their government to, for their safety so they could get out of the way. It seems almost unbelievable. It's, it's, it's really an unbelievable situation when you think about it. But here we are, and this is what's happening. And the world... The world is believing everything Hamas tells them, calling the Israelis liars when they say, hey, look, you know, we're doing our best to save civilians. Oh, sure you are. Hamas says you're not. <laughs> Why are we believing Hamas? It's, 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 it's unbelievable. That's, just, that's the way the world works. When it, takes, when, when, when it comes to the Jewish people, that's the way the world works. They're your friends, they're your friends, they're your friends, and then they're not. We've seen it time and time again. We've seen the Jews live very peacefully in the Roman Empire until the Roman Empire didn't like the Jews anymore. We saw the Jews live very peacefully in the Greek Empire until the Greek Empire didn't like the Jews anymore. We see the Jews living very comfortably in the American Empire, and now the American Empire is showing that they don't like the Jews anymore. The European Empire, and we see that the European Empires don't want the Jews there anymore. It's amazing. Throughout the history of the Jewish people, through the millennia that the Jewish people have lived on this earth, it has been a continuous fight for Jews to live somewhere peacefully. A continuous fight. Jews are called the occupiers, colonialists. It's really a joke because they were the ones who were occupied and they were the ones that colonialists were killing. It's really a joke to call Jews colonialists. It's amazing. I was told the other day, after posting something up on uh, on social media, I was told the other day that I should return to Poland where my people come from. And I thought that was a very interesting statement. I should return to Poland where my people come from. And I said, how do you get that? How do you get that my people come from Poland? He said, well, you're a relatively white guy. I'm not. And uh, you're, you're, the, you're the kind of guy who... Uh, who, who speaks English, you, you're very assimilated into North American society. So your ancestors came from Poland. That's where you should be. You should go back to Poland. And I almost laughed. I almost laughed because it, it is actually a ridiculous, ridiculous thing to say. And I looked at the guy and I said, if you weren't so ignorant, maybe I'd answer you. The reason that my ancestors were in Europe to start with was because they were expelled from their land. The reason they were there to start with is because, you know, when they lived in the land of Judea, which is currently where Israel is, they were expelled twice and they're dispersed, dispersed into the world. 
And so this is why Jews live everywhere else. So, so to say that we don't have any claim to Judea, to say we don't have any claim to the land is such a misnomer, it's unbelievable. To say that Jews don't belong in the Middle East, Jews exist in the Middle East thousands of years before the Muslims even walked the face of the earth, before Arabs even walked the face of the earth. So, so to say that Jews don't belong in the Middle East, come on. Don't, don't, don't kid around. Don't joke. It's not a joking matter. We are, uh, we are living in very tough times for the Jewish people because many, many, many people are now uh, coming out of the woodwork yet again. When somebody asked me the other day, how is it that there are so many people protesting around the world in, in favor of Hamas? Why would people be protesting in favor of Hamas? Why are there so many of them? And I had to think about it for a moment, and two moments and three moments. And then I realized that the people out there protesting, especially in the United States, are the same people who a couple of summers ago destroyed the United States. They're the Antifa people. They're the Black Lives Matter people who have hitched their wagon onto this train. This is why so many people are out there, and this is why the violence is, is escalating at these, at these protests. There was a protest uh, in front of Zara in Montreal the other day, Montreal, Canada the other day. Zara is a, a, an Israeli-owned um, Israeli uh, clothing store. Uh, they have a chain of clothing stores, and... Uh, and there was a protest in front of that store where um, where people where people brought in fake babies and put them on the counter. So it was almost like what's really happening in Gaza. It, it, was, it, was, it was a very similar situation. The idea that you're going to gain sympathy by disrupting people's work, by disrupting people's lives, is foreign to me. I don't understand it, and I don't think I'll ever understand it. But they're blocking off bridges. In fact, they, they attacked Jerry Seinfeld, the most un-Jewish Jew out there, uh, and, and stopped one of his concerts screaming, Save Palestine. How is this going to help? If you want to save Palestine, and I sure the heck want to save Palestine. You have no idea how much I want to save Palestine. I, I, would like, I would like for the Palestinians to have a state, either in Jordan, which was, which was Western Palestine, or in Gaza, which should have been a Palestinian state 17 years ago, except Hamas used all the funding and used all the, uh, all the aid to build terror tunnels and rockets to launch into Israel. I would like to see a Palestinian state in, 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 in Jordan or in Gaza. That would be wonderful, where people could live free, autonomously. But I also wonder... And this is another question that I don't hear too many people asking. I also wonder, why is it that the Jewish state must accept anybody into their state, according to the world? Oh, you can't discriminate against Arabs, you can't discriminate against Muslims, you can't discriminate against anyone. But the Jews can't go to any Arab states or live in any Arab states. I don't get it. And the Jewish state is accused of, of committing apartheid? Really? Apartheid means that you're going to keep people out. The Jews allow everybody in and the Arabs don't. So if I'm a Jewish guy and I want to go live in, in any Arab state surrounding Israel, I'm not allowed to do that. I, I'm barely allowed to visit them. So, so why are we pandering? Why are we accepting this? Why would the, 
Why would the world be accepting this? Why would anybody be accepting this? It doesn't make sense. But logic and Jew hatred don't work hand in hand. 90% of the time, they don't work hand in hand. And you can't really justify Jew hatred and you can't really explain Jew hatred. It's just kind of inbred. It's there. And it'll always be there. We're never going to get rid of all the haters. And the Jews are never going to be the most loved people in the world. But we're not living in a time where Jews are going to go to the slaughter like lambs. We're not living in a time where we're going to roll over as Jews and allow people to murder us. Those days are over. And because those days are over, the world's not very happy. Too bad for them. You're going to have to learn very quickly, and the world's learning very quickly, that the Jews are not going to be the victims of genocide ever again. And we're not going to sit around and allow people to come into our country, come into our homes, kill our people, murder our babies, brutalize our women, and get away with it. It's, it's impossible. It's never going to happen again. When we say never again, we mean never again. We mean that we are not going to sit around and allow this to happen ever again. And for those of you that don't like that, for those of you that don't like the strong Jew, and there's a lot of Jews out there that don't like the strong Jew, for those of you that don't like the Jew that's not going to roll over and die, for those of you that don't like the Jew that's going to fight back, the Jew that is not going to take it, the Jew that's putting some meaning behind the words never again, well, just watch out. Because if you mess with the Jewish people, you will regret it. Simple as that. Now, when you ask how Jew hatred exists in North America, a pluralistic society, the melting pot of America, when you ask how it exists, all you have to do is watch the testimony of three Ivy League presidents who said that calling for the genocide of Jewish people is context-related. This is why Jew hatred exists. This is how we're breeding our next generation of leaders that come from these schools to accept that the genocide of Jew is acceptable. That, you know, don't misgender somebody. God forbid you should misgender somebody. That should be a punishable offense by going to jail. But it's calling for the act of genocide of Jewish people. That, that's okay. We're living in strange times. Stay safe. I'm Howie Silberger. Thanks for joining me.